When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. So Mike LaFleur landed on his feet. He will be the Rams offensive coordinator. That's so he now works with McVay, with Matthew Stafford, and that offense, whatever's left of that roster as well when they all get back together. And for him, it's probably a chance just to kind of reset, right, Bart? Because he had his first opportunity as an OC with the Jets, and the whole offense was in his hands, and that offense did not do well, and he didn't do a very good job developing a quarterback. But he's a young play, a young coach himself who was still in development stage. So in in with the Rams, Bart, he's working with a team that has won a championship, with a head coach that has a tree sending coaches left and right, and he'll essentially be holding a clipboard and maybe have a chance to just dial it back and learn a lot more about running an offense. Yeah, I mean, he won't have the pressure of calling the plays because we know who calls the plays right. there. Um, even though, you know, Kevin O'Connell was able to become a head coach, uh, it's going to be a little harder. Uh, they're looking to kind of tear this team down. Um, they really still don't have any assets. They don't have a first-round draft pick this year. So they're going to have to do a tremendous job from the general manager's standpoint. We know that this general manager can make trades. We don't know how well this general manager drafts because I can't even recall the last draft pick that they've had. Who, I don't Les even Snead? know. Les Snead is just famous yeah. for F them picks. I mean, that's what he's famous. Yeah, for. And, and literally, I don't recall him <laughs> making a pick. I don't. I, listen, anybody out there without googling, name me the last draft pick that the uh, that the Rams had. I, I I can't think of it. Like I can't think of a rookie that they drafted outside of Cam Akers. Well, didn't they didn't they draft what was it thirty sixth right? Yeah, good, that was good. their that was their draft last year. So they were in the second round at the very well, least. Well, it's called, listen, they don't have any money. They're looking to start moving some of their their players, right? They they just paid Bobby Wagner. They can't get rid of him. He became an All Pro this year. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey, who you know was the hundred million dollar cornerback, has been getting the ball thrown over his head, and he's one of those personalities that can rub you the wrong way. And now they're looking to redistribute some of these funds to be able to go out and get some 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 pieces because they paid everybody, pay Aaron Donald, uh, you know, top, you know, number one, in which which he should, but then you're basically playing two quarterbacks because you pay him um, Matthew Stafford, then you pay him, then you pay Cooper Cup, high money, then you pay Marcus Robinson, and that's what happens when you start just buying, 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 and don't draft and develop. So cautionary tale for the Jets is here as well. Yeah, none of their picks from last year. Remember, they had the one kid was, um, but yeah, none of their picks last year played in every game. Uh, Darian Kendrick, who was a defensive back, played played in fifteen, uh, and he was a what six round pick. Yeah. So there's not a lot going on there. I guess you could go back to Cam Akers, a second round pick. That was uh, at Van Jefferson. Yeah, that was a pretty but, good draft. But, but the thing, in 2020. They were trying to get rid of him. Remember, they were trying yep. to trade him. And I'm just saying, like as far as like, him, yeah. players that they got that ended up, you know, being productive for them. You got back to 2020; those are two pretty good picks, right? Cam Akers for sure. Yeah, um, they tried to get rid of Cam Akers. Remember, they tried to trade him mid season. Yep. 
Yep, that is true. Um, other news as well, and this is we saw that Frank Reich was named the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. They're going to introduce him next week, I think Tuesday, officially introduce him. Steve Wilkes finished the season as the interim head coach, and we were kind of making jokes that you were about how, you know, it's one thing about opportunity for black coaches is interim is always the opportunity, but getting the head coaching job, not so much. He was frustrated by this, and I kind of don't, I don't blame him for it because they finished 6-6, six and six and they were a disaster to start the season. Right, They, they were, were their two best players, and Robbie Anderson and McCaffrey. He, he went to Twitter and said, the sun rose this morning, and by the grace of God, so did I. I'm disappointed but not defeated. Many people aren't built for this, and I know what it means to persevere and see it through. It was an honor for me to coach those men in Carolina Panthers' locker room as the interim coach, players, coaches, and staff, thank you for your hard work, dedication. I took pride in representing Charlotte, a great city I love so much. Thank you to my family, friends, and community for the overwhelming support. And he just said, I, I do wish Frank Reich all the best. I'll always be a fan of the Carolina Panthers football team. But, you know, clearly, like, some Frank frustration. Frank Reich got fired. Frank Reich got fired. Yeah. And got a job. This dude, you know, did a good job with what he had and – you know, we talk about how Friday's the leading candidate for the Indianapolis coach job. He's a guy that was interim coach. If he was able to win, go six and six as interim coach, you know, you didn't even give him an opportunity to see what a hope, what he would look like underneath a whole year. It's amazing. Yeah, but we'll you know, see what he does, and they, and obviously the quarterback situation there is something to keep an eye on. But it is never going to go away. This conversation with the NFL when it comes to coaches. It's not. It's never going to go away because you could make the argument. Frank Reich was the very first quarterback in the history of that franchise. When they became a franchise, he was the guy. Remember, he was the backup in Buffalo mm-hmm. uh, behind um, Jim Kelly. And, you know, when they became a franchise, they went and got him. And uh, he was their first. Co- so there is history with him in that franchise, but not obviously with the yeah, ownership. Not with there. that owner, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but they're looking to do something and make a splash, and this is, I guess, the splash. I don't know, but you know, for Wilkes, it's a frustration. And again, look at look at look at Houston. Last two coaches, minority hires, both of them lasted nuts. one year. I mean, that's it's a it's a bad look for the league that they have to deal with. Meanwhile, they have Kingsbury to gets an extension and goes to tight one way ticket to Thailand, and he stunk it up. Right. We don't even get a chance to stink. Mm-hmm. That is that true. Would, I, I would argue David Cully um, did a good job with that roster. I mean, they were in some very close games, and that was a and, ru- and they, a rough year. That was yeah, a rough and, year. And they and they want and they wanted they wanted to uh, hire Josh McCown, who's yep. never coached high school football. It's the only yeah. thing he's ever coached. Yeah, it's amazing. Like yo, right. he can get a chance, and only under criticism. Football, right? Right. It was only criticism that stopped them from uh, from making that hire. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of the, the coaching uh, circuit that's going on right now, Wink Martindale, the Giants defensive coordinator, will have a second interview um, with the Colts. Well, that's that. damning. You think that's that's damning? I mean, that'd be tough. You know what I mean? If, if you lose, like, you know, what the um, – because, like, it's not like he was a guy or this was a staff that had been with Dayball the whole time. Like, they went and got him from Baltimore. Right. And so if he leaves, who knows if he takes some of his assistants with them to, to elevate them. Like Oh, you mean this is damning like for the defensive staff. For, yeah, the Giants. for the Giants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you want to build on that and you no, know, you can go get another coordinator. He ain't right. wink. 
I agree with that. The job he did with that defense this year. Right. You hope that he has that. a Dan Quinn moment where, you know, the Maros and the Tishes come up with a collection plate and give him a little bit more cheese on a taco. Now think about this. Jeff Saturday is a guy that was, as a player, beloved, right? Beloved yep. in Indianapolis, yes? Mm-hmm. And he took over as as the interim coach to finish the season. He went one and seven. I believe it was one and seven. One and eight, maybe one and seven. Whatever it is. And he has now reached a point that as somebody that is still considered someone that could get the job going forward and has made it clear he wants to coach. Because when he first took it, he's like, I don't know if I want to do this, so I'll find out at the end of the year if this is what I really want to do. And now Jeff is all in. He wants to coach. He wants the job. Do you know that there's a petition going on right now in Indianapolis Mm. to keep him from getting the job? (laughs) There are fans. Seriously. They have started a campaign to basically – So he doesn't get the job. Listen, listen, everybody knows we love us some Jeff. uh, No, I love Jeff. And and the pancakes and all the fun we have. That's our guy. We love him on our show. Mm -hmm. But that's not right. Especially when you had a guy who had coaching, head coaching experience and Reggie Wayne, who's equally beloved by Indianapolis. Yep. That had won a Super Bowl there, which is a Hall of Famer. He'll he'll get to the Hall of Fame. He's a finalist. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even get an opportunity to even compete or, or, or to fill out the application for the head coaching job. They didn't give him a chance. Like, yo, what, what's it? Yeah. And, and what's easy to see, you can't say, well, one's offense player, one's defense player. No, they're both offensive players. So you can't mm-hmm. say he doesn't have offensive mind, really for offensive minded coach. The only difference between those two, one is black, one is white. And, you know, I hate to put Jeff in that type of scenario, but. Jeff's not that kind of guy either. Yeah. I mean, but, but, Jim Irsay is the one that, that was yes, close to him. Irsay. He was he was using yeah. him as a Jim Irsay was using him as a consultant during the yeah. end of the, uh, but during the Reggie, season. You have Reggie Wayne right there. Are you saying that Reggie Wayne doesn't have the same football acumen and leadership skills uh, as Jeff Saturday? Because that's what your that's what your actions are saying. Because mm-hmm. you had a guy that was already on the coaching staff that had been a NFL coach right there, and you look right past him. Yeah, and brought in once again, brought in. Jeff Saturday, who had just been working with us. He's making uh, pancakes. We saw him every day in Seaport uh, on the set at Get Up, on the that's, set in our so that's show. That's the frustration. And, you know, I mean, I I, I like him I can enough see, I can to see. not like to see people, you know, having a campaign so he doesn't get the job. I hate that, but I understand it. But it just kind of t- tells you where Colts fans are right now. But they're trying a to lot see of how qualified there. is he. So, okay, and, and again, 800-919-3776. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. And, you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers stuff obviously continues as well, the the speculation about what can happen there. And the Jets yesterday hiring uh, Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator to replace Mike LaFleur already has us all, like, trying to connect the dots and everything else and whether or not now this means that Aaron Rodgers – uh, would come to the Jets in a trade with the Packers? Are they will? Are they ready to move on and get to that point of okay, it's this, time for us to reset, go with Jordan Love, and get our assets for uh, Rodgers and get out of that contract? And the Jets would be certainly all in for it. Can we play a game? Can we play a game with our fans and our What's listeners? What's the game? What's the game? I think the game should be: Does it surprise you, right? Because nobody <laughs> saw last year's off season with with Russell Wilson. With the guaranteed contract from Deshaun yep. Watson, yep. With you know Kyler Murray, all this, mm-hmm. like, does it shock you? Give us some scenarios and some headlines that could be the leading headlines for next season. Because if last year is any indication of what's going to happen in the offseason market, 
then listen, we should uh, strap our seatbelts on because it right. could be a wild ride. You think about Lamar Jackson. You think about uh, Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. You think about uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Carr. Brady. Tom Brady, Brady doesn't sound like he's done. By the way, no, not at all. He's he's barking at everybody that's asking him, "What do you want to do?" And he's but, like, I think if he was ready to walk away, he would already said it. You know how we have overreaction Monday? We should have Does It Shock You Fridays. Well, well let's, let, let's do like I like Cause, this. Cause this think, is like the reverse Bart Stradamus. You're yes. asking. All right, so at, what we're asking at 800-919-3776 is, right, you give us a headline that you think could happen for next season, and we'll tell you whether it's or not. It's got to be shocking. It don't, don't come with no, weight, no weak sauce. Yeah. Speaking of sauce, by the way. Hmm. He was on ESPN Radio on the National Network. You know what we Mike used White, to be? Play, playing with Mike White again? Well, no, but this is more about just, obviously, you know, the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Mm. And Sauce obviously wouldn't be catching passes from him. But he certainly would be on the other side where the defense could would benefit from a better quarterback. So here's Sauce talking about the possibility of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, he's definitely great. He's definitely elite. He's been doing it before Daniel, before I was born. So I can't discredit nothing that he do. You know what I mean? Because I've seen him do so many good things. So you know, he's a he's a great quarterback for sure. Would you want him on your team? You know, I would. I wouldn't mind that. Sure, I want what's best for the offense. But at the same time, I got to just focus on on my job and focus on what we got going on on the defensive side. Bart, how would you feel if you had a player that say, you know, he's been doing it since before I was born? I'd end the interview. That's what make the hell out of it. <laughs> Like, yo, yo, who am I, Moses? It's like, he's been doing it since before I was born. Damn, hold up. Hey, dude, like, hold on. Hey, that, that's that got to be impossible. Aaron Rodgers in his 18th year. Right. He so And stop also, it. Sauce was born in 2000. Stop. So, But it's still yeah, funny. That, it's still funny. He, no, that's, I mean, he's, no, he's that's, trying that's, to be respectful. Like, no, man, he's been doing it so long. He's trying, be respe- yeah, he trying to be respectful. He's disrespectful at the same time. <laughs> Bring it up age. Man, he, been, he, he yo, he played with Joe Namath. Like, like, hold up, dog. <laughs> played with right. Theismann and them, right? Like, man, hold up, man. <laughs> hey, Brett, you are you talking about Brett Favre? Right. Oh, I thought it was the same dude. Oh, oh they, they ain't the same dude that <laughs> they got traded from Atlanta. Like, man, look, dude. We got you Chris. Don't get and, your punky Chris, rooster ass. Chris in Huntington. What's going on, Chris? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, calling in, big Jets fan. Um, Bart was a great fan of your work in 2010. You know, that was uh, – maybe become a Jets fan. So I just wanted to give you a quick shout-out right there. Chris, tell so, him. Anyway. Chris, tell him. Tell him. Bart, you've been doing it before I was born. I mean, really, you know, just been a big fan since an embryo. Chris, you're going, Chris, you're going to hear a dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, but, uh, but I love the stuff. I love the stuff. But, but anyway, I'll get to my point now. Uh-huh. So, um, Obviously, yesterday, Jets hired Hackett. I'm ecstatic. All Jets fans, you know, the connections between getting Rodgers. But now the day after, the dust has settled a little bit. Now I'm thinking to myself, you know, the Jets have always wanted to go get the big guy. You know, last year they didn't get Tyreek Hill. You know, years back they went after, obviously not on the, uh, on the same level as getting Kirk Cousins. But that was another failure to get the quarterback position. So I'm thinking to myself today, you know, what makes this time different? Like, why should I believe that, that they're going to get it right now and, and get the guy they want when so many times in years past they haven't been able to? Yeah, it's fair. It's Because they're fair ascending because, because of the ascension, right? Because if you look, everybody in, in the world knows that the Jets are headed in the right direction and they see the talent. They see what they have. They have opportunity to go out and, you know, they weren't healthy, but yet they were still highly competitive. They were right there with, with all those injuries. And even with those injuries, if you add a guy like Aaron Rodgers to the mix, he knows and I know it that you know he's going to be able to 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 win more games than lose. 
And it's and for Aaron Rodgers, he's like, hey, I don't even have to do as much. I got better receivers here than I had last year. And if you want to get some truth serum, a healthy Brees Hall is better than an AJ Dillon and better than a than a uh, Aaron Aaron Jones. Who? So, the Jets. He, you know, now you can say, okay, what do we, I would ask if I'm Aaron Rodgers, what are we going to do about this offensive line? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, but you know, Mercedes Lewis and all those guys that he likes to block and those other tight end, they can go out and, and make a make make a, a competitive uh, bid. And if you're talking about giving them 2024 pick instead of 2023, and you still get to oh, take that, yeah, man, that's man, I'll do that. I'll kick yeah, that can down the road. Much different, much different than now. I can actually use the 13 pick and get it, whether it's another wide receiver or, or a tackle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but of course. The reality, and I hate being the reality guy on this, but I'm going to. The reality is, of course, the Packers have to want to do this. The, the, that's, it's, it starts with the Packers. Well, Aaron Rodgers got to want to have a desire to move on, too. Like, you know what? Y'all but he already, said he, he already said he's fine with it. He's already made it clear that right. if they want to move on, I'm fine with that. But what is he telling them? But, he's telling them if you're going to move on, then if, you, if you're not going to bring in Tunyon, you're not going to sign Mercedes Lewis, right. you're not going to sign back to Ari. So what hurt. should they so what should they do? What should the Packers do right now when you look at that division and you see where they are? They used to dominate that division. Now you could see that objects Lions in the mirror coming. are closer than they appear, right? The Lions, you could see that that's going to be a tough team. The Vikings were a very good team this year. And they'll get better Who knows what the Bears are going to be? But are, are is this time for the, the Packers to hit the reset million. button? That's the question. Are they willing to do it? I think they have I mean, I think it's the smart way. Uh, you got to give uh, Jordan Love two years to see if, what he can do. You can't say, okay, well, you know, either show me this year, you ain't never played before, and get out of here. They still mm-hmm. have to uh, sign Rashawn Gary, who's coming off an injury, to a major contract. They got to sign him to $15, 20000000 million a year. Yeah. He's their best pass rush. He's their first round draft pick. It's time for those credit card bills to be paid. Yeah, that's So the that's best way the to thing. do it is to dump. It's to dump Aaron Rodgers so you can do that and be young. And have a plan and say, hey, we're going to take a step back, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers did for one year, hopefully, and we'll be able to you know, hit the ground running going forward. I'm, I got to be honest with you, as much as there's so much enthusiasm behind this, it seems like almost everyone is like, yeah, the Jets have to do this. They have to be all in. I just cannot help but have this lingering feeling of, I won't believe it until it's done. How, I just how did, won't. How did you I believe just won't. it wasn't a lot of speculation when the Jets traded for. Um, Brett Favre. So Brett Favre, that happened really late. Remember, that happened in the summer. It happened late, and it was always like Brett Favre, Brett Favre, is he going to play? Is he retiring? What is he doing? You know, that, that was such a dramatic thing. Yes, it does. It does. But they had Aaron Rodgers waiting. They knew it was time. But they don't know what they've got in Jordan Love. They knew what they had in Aaron Rodgers because he just showed you that year before when he got a couple games in. He showed you there's something there. Jordan Love hasn't showed you anything. Yeah, he did. When he played against Philadelphia, he looked damn good. Mm. He looked good. He looked good. All right. And and the thing is, just keep keep feeding me all this optimism. I need it. You're giving LaFleur power, too. You know what I mean? Because Aaron Rodgers is the the guy that's the the biggest voice there. If you start over with with him, then you give your young, successful coach an opportunity to mold young receivers Uh with a young quarterback to run the offense the way that he sees fit. Not yep. the way that Aaron Rodgers, who he has to tell the why to all the time, mm-hmm. instead, instead of just telling him the what, he going to be able to do that with Jordan Love. Okay, I like it. And if not, then you're just going to have Jordan Love come in, you gave up assets for him, and all come right. in and never play and walk out the door. 
Right, and that's obviously the next place they're in. So they they have to – they are getting – remember I told you there's, there's the deadline to everything when it comes to front office. There's always a deadline. And that one is the one that's coming faster for the Packers now is that deadline of you got to know on Jordan Love pretty soon. And the only way to know is if he gets a full season without somebody hovering over his head. All right, so we'll get more into Championship Sunday and the, the matchups between the Niners and the Eagles, the Bengals and the Chiefs, the latest on the injuries, and, of course, what Vegas is saying about both of these games. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Championship Sunday. We've got your matchups 49ers and the Eagles at 3 p.m. Bengals and the Chiefs are the 6 30 game. Looks like Patrick Mahomes' ankle is going to be okay, but everybody's watching. Everybody's talking about it. I think Diana Rossini is covering the game. I think she said today on Get Up that she's going to be watching tape to see how much tape they had on it last week versus how much tape is on it this week. That's how detailed we get about this stuff because it does matter, and everybody's watching this stuff. That's, of course, why the line keeps changing. That's why you know it went from it was two and a half one way, two and a half the other way, all over the map. So we shall see. But the one thing we know, the part, is that you feel you were the I think you're the only one on the panel that believes the Niners will win this game in Philly on yeah. Sunday. What makes you so positive about the Niners winning, which will be a tough road game? 3 o'clock, West Coast to East Coast. Weather's going to be really cold. In fact, I believe they there might be a little bit of, little bit of flurries Sunday yeah. afternoon in Philly. But it's what makes cold you in so, San Fran. It's cold in San Fran, too. But but – I'm just saying it's it's all the things that you would think are working against the Niners in this, which is the travel, the weather, all the other things. What makes you so confident in Brock Purdy and the Niners? I don't know if I'm confident in Brock Purdy. I think I'm more confident in Kyle Shanahan 
being able to devise an offensive game plan that will keep the defense on the field. And, you know, they're equally matched. And on paper, I just think that, you know, Jalen Hurts gives Philadelphia Eagles the advantage until you consider Kyle Shanahan and his ability to put a good enough game plan. See, but people always think that the best team wins. The best team doesn't always win. The best strategy wins. And I feel like they understand who they are. And I feel like even though um, Philadelphia is is not a soft team, I just feel like the most physical team in football is, you know, is uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And I think when you talk about, you know, they didn't win the division, so they've played one more game. But I think the physicality will eventually catch up with them. And I, I, I look at a guy like Debo Samuels, who, you know, on the other side, you see big play slay. But I've seen Debo Samuels take a talented corner and, and destroy him just by being able to break his tackles in Jalen Ramsey. I've seen, I see him do that routinely. So, like, when somebody comes after your strength, and I'm also curious to see how Armstead handles Jason Kelsey because that's the real head of the snake. That's the most important person on the offensive side of the ball is Kelsey. He does all the checks. He's the guy that's sneaking out and pulling and getting in front of um, Jalen in front of some of these quarterback runs. I just think that they'll be able to exploit that run defense. That run defense hasn't been tested because they've been the better opponent on both sides, so the offense hasn't had to do that. Uh, the defense hasn't had to play that type of game because that you know they've been able to get ahead. And I just think that they're going to have to play defense for four quarters. And I think when you look at the weakness of the San Francisco 49ers as their secondary, but the weakness of the Philadelphia Eagles are their linebackers. And if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do what I did uh, or what Bill Parcells did against the Buffalo Bills. I'm just going to keep that offense on the sideline. Mm-hmm. That way the pressure mounts up on a guy like Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to score when they get the ball because they feel like, man, we only had the ball once in the first quarter or second and twice in the first quarter. You, you saw that Dallas game, right? That Dallas game, it was only like three possessions in the first quarter, and it was it's over amazing. with. Right. Yeah, it, it, was, it was amazing how that game was felt like a grinder from the very start. Um, now, again, just an update. The weather actually on Sunday has changed. It's going to be it, low 50s in the middle afternoon. That's beautiful. But it will be it will be partly cloudy. But yeah, low fifties is everything you want. Like slight chance precipitation now, but not really that much. And Robbie Gold, remember, is one of the best bad weather or big time kickers in the league. That's so always going to be important in these too. games. Absolutely. Now uh, you mentioned the running game. You mentioned what what they can do the Niners offensively. Christian McCaffrey hasn't practiced this week. He missed a couple of practices with, uh, with the calf. With a calf injury. But when asked uh, if there's any chance he won't play. Is there any chance in your mind that you won't play on Sunday? Zero. Zero chance that he won't play. So you have that on, on and, that and side. Elijah Moore is a one. It's not like they have two ones at the running back position. And, and plus Debo Samuel. They've got plenty of uh, capable, healthy running backs. McCaffrey's only going to have to run the ball like 15 times, and he's probably going to get 20 touches. Now, on the other side of the, of the – again, on the AFC side of this, you've got – I think what is starting to become a rivalry. Oh yeah. Because not only is it we, yeah. on the field and you know the the Bengals kind of feel like you know we 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 own you. Like we yeah. but there's an animosity growing on the other side of it because the Chiefs have been sort of the 
dominant team in the yeah. AFC of late with the best quarterback, and yet they keep getting this pushback from this this newcomer showing up and trying to push them around. Listen to what Willie Gay had to say uh, about the Bengals' offense that everybody is so obviously impressed with. Like Coach Reed said, we don't do no talking. We just go handle business when it's time to go. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played Nothing. it a few times. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought Coach impressive. Reed said. I thought Coach Reed said we're not not to say anything. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Nothing. That's why I kept it short. Like, come on, man. Like that's that's the thing though. That's how you know they're getting under their skin. See, they're getting under their skin because they they beat them three times in a row and they're yep. talking trash about it. Yep. They're calling it Burrowhead. Yeah. Right? So like it's nobody, no, no, nobody. That's like that's like. That's like how people look at Memphis, right? Nobody, even though Memphis didn't win, nobody calls out the Golden State Warriors. Nobody calls out the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, it, it's supposed to be a level of respect there, newcomers. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it. Well, they beat them although, twice. Although, Why although, should they have respect? Yeah, twice, three times. Well, and, we be, yeah. and, and, we, and we beat them when, when you wanted the most. This ain't like we just won some meaningless game in a regular season where it wasn't that important. No, we mm-hmm. beat you to go to the Super Bowl. Right, biggest game. And, and this is the thing, like. We thought this – you know how you'd be like, man, that's not your line? Like, this was supposed to be – that's not supposed to be their line. This is supposed to be the Buffalo Bills line. The, the Buffalo Bills was in line. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, sorry, dog, I got a fast pass. Get, <laughs> get, get behind me. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yep. No, we've been, we've been waiting here for a long time, sir. Right. Sorry, fast pass. Uh, yep. Yeah, I got a point in time. Thank you, sir. And it's like, man, these dudes just come on the block and, 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 and they haven't had an answer for it. So, I mean, you talk about that's what makes it a rivalry when you're a good team and you're like, man, we can't beat this team. Not only that rivalry for them, they're rival for the Bills because the Bills are like, we can't beat this team. Well, that's the other problem, right? Like you said, they skipped over them. So that, that there's something brewing there. But, boy, I'll tell you what, if Burrow and company go in there and win again, what you said yesterday on Get Up, I mean, it's true. It's almost as if at that point Mahomes and company have to hand the crown over. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what could you possibly say to defend the Chiefs like, at this like point? The AFC, if they right. go in, if they lose this, how much pressure? There's so much pressure on Mahomes and company to win this game. Have to. There's no pressure at all on the Bengals. The, the only pressure they have is their own want to pressure. Mm-hmm. But if if you're the Chiefs and you lose this game, and don't give me that, well, Mahomes was injured. Don't give me that. Everybody's injured right now. Yeah, like that. Bur- that's Bur- what put, Bur- 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 doesn't so have three compelling. of his starting offensive linemen. Nobody yeah, want to hear yeah. that, bro. Like this, that's what makes this game so damn compelling, you know. Like the the the, the Eagles Niners game has its own drama because of the hurt stuff. Yeah, but this this is new. This is different though. This is all. This is literally when the game's over, that you have to hand over the crown. Yeah, right. It's yours now. You got the juice now. You know what I mean? Like like are, are you not? Am I over? Am I overstating this, Bart? You're not, and you have to say, "Hey, man, Joe Burrow is, a, is like he's the guy. Like he's the number one. He's him. He's the number one. Which is what he said. Yeah, he's the number one quarterback in the AFC. You have to yeah. give him that. Now, other guys can come back, and like I said, that's always least not on, right? We've seen a, a league yeah. that was dominated by Tom Brady. We've seen one that at the same time was was occupied by Ben Roethlisberger. Sure. We've seen one that was occupied by Eli Manning for a minute. But consistently, it's been Tom Brady's and maybe Aaron Rodgers' league, even though he doesn't win. Win like it's talking about who do you have more confidence in as a quarterback? If you're you you know one drive, who do you who do you believe in more? If Joe Burrow wins mm. and he wins, the, you know he don't even he don't have to be decisive. Then you have to get that crown to Joe Burrow. 
Like, man, if you ain't never beat me, how the hell are y'all going to say he better than me that, he never beat me? And that's the part I think that, that you have Bur- Burrow would have and all of his, of course, supporters would have the argument. Let's go to Robin Winfield on all this. Rob? Hey, what's up, guys? Big Bengal fan. I called you before. Um, I got, like, two things to say. Like, everyone's talking about the Burrow and Mahomes, but you just brought it up, Bart, too, is I think it's the offensive line and how these defenses are playing because they're both playing well, but they're just overshadowed by the offenses that they have. Well, let, let, let's, 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 let's state the obvious, Rob. The weakest unit in all these teams are the Kansas City defense. They don't have great pass rushers. They have a great, you know, uh, outside of Quentin Williams and, and maybe Aaron, 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 um, Aaron Donald. Chris Jones is the most dominant presence in the inside. Uh, he's yeah. amazing, but they don't get to the passer particularly well. So I don't know if they can exploit this uh, this offensive line who came off and fired off the ball and bullied, bullied the the. Uh, Buffalo last Buffalo. week. Yeah, that was something. Bullied them, threw them yeah, out the club yeah. with three backups. Like, they don't have no war daddies over there. Like, they don't have no great Caliphus or Calafus. Calafus Calafalopagus. Like, he's a good young rookie, young player, but he ain't, he ain't, he ain't that dude like that. And those corners on the outside, you got to say the advantage goes. Hayden Hurst. Chase. So the weakest unit is the is the uh, defense of the Kansas City Chiefs because the defense of the Bengals have a way of slowing Mahomes down, but mm-hmm. also stopping and and and, and um, it's really slowing Travis Kelsey down. So all right. So the update on the injuries for the offensive line. So we already know that Alex Cap is not going to play. Uh, Jonah Williams will not play as well. But but Ted Karras has practiced and it seems like he will be back. So three linemen that missed three offensive linemen, key ones that missed a divisional game in Buffalo, at least one will be back. So it does give them a little bit of, you know, it does solidify a little bit more of that offensive line going into this game. That's the good news. But still, you know, in the end, like you said, it's a matter of which defense will be able to, I don't know about get at the quarterback, but you know what I mean. Put the pressure on. Well, and you have more faith in what the Bengals can do. Is You think this is going to be a big a better unit. They, they have the better front four. They have two of the best safeties in the game in Von Bell and, and Jesse Bates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know they got Eli Apple, but they cover him up okay, and he makes plays By the plays way, why sometimes. is he chirping? Talk about chirping. Yeah. What is he, he always chirping? chirping. People say that he's the Patrick Beverly of football. Uh, yeah, he's a little fire star. Remember, he he got in, he gets in Twitter beefs and talks stuff, and remember he's talking about have fun in Cabo. Yeah, right? I, remember, yeah, was... remember they sent him back in Cabo when um, they lost in, his, in the Super Bowl to the Rams. Mm-hmm. They told him go to Cabo, yeah, because he was talking ch- stuff to other people about going to Cabo. I know he did. He did win. He did be helped him beat uh, the Titans. So one one key stat when you brought up the turnover thing because I was curious about this too. Like, is is turnovers a big story in this? It absolutely is. Here's why: so the Bengals have won the turnover battle in all six playoff games that they have had with Joe Burrow. The six-game winning streak on the turnover battle in the playoffs is the second longest in NFL history. And Bart, if they win the turnover battle against the Chiefs, it will tie the Washington, the old Redskins from back in 86 to 90 with the most ever in football history. Seven straight games winning the turnover battle. So that just shows you how important this turnover battle actually is for the Bengals. 
it does lead to their success. Back, anytime I get a ball back to Joe Burrow in that offense. That's a good point. And if it's on a short field, that's yeah. usually instant points. And they, they, they got a lockdown kicker, too. Both teams feature two very, very good kickers. All right. So that's the story for Sunday, Championship Sunday. In the 2 o'clock hour, we'll give you our picks when we do lunch money. And we'll give you the latest lines from Vegas on both of these games. We got your calls at 800 919 And I mentioned it earlier. The Nets lost last night to, to Bart's Pistons in the back-to-back game. That it's still going to run for way. Are we? Did it take it out of? Out of did it take us no, out no, of no, running no. for Wayway? Very still much. Good? In, very Wayway is very much uh, in in the crosshairs. No worries about that. Okay. Uh, but Jacques Vaughn, the coach of the Nets, after the game, sounded like he was running out of patience with Ben Simmons, who did play in the game, but just for a little bit. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Before we get to Jacques Vaughn, because this is something that you talked about. I'm trying to remember when we did this, but when Tua Tungvaloa was going through the concussion issues and we were talking about him as a player and all the different stuff and you kept saying something about how his family was so invested in him they the whole family moved to Alabama when he played there yep. right so he's had well they're saying two concussions and Tia uh where was this I'm trying to see where this came from originally but I, I guess his parents were interviewed and I don't exactly know where so I apologize but the question was basically, is there any doubt that Tua comes back and plays next year? Because there is some, like, like you were bringing up too, there's some speculation about concern about his future now with two concussions and he's, he's been still he's in been the protocol. He's still and, and apparently, in the protocol. right, he's not going to play, he's not going to participate months. in the Pro Bowl. And there's no contact. They don't even put pads on. <laughs> exactly. That's true too. They're playing flag football and, yeah, he's, he's, and, not, and he's not cleared for that. And playing beard, cornhole. So the response that his parents gave was, no, he comes back. That's their guy. They love him. We love them and what they're doing and how they are helping with his recovery and trying to get him back. As parents, yeah. I'd really, like, I wouldn't want to even talk about it. After seeing what he looked like on that field. Three I, times. I, I don't want to. You know, hypercritical of of his parents because I mean, you know, again, it's all. Listen, I had I had you, parents from Hawaii, I mean, friends from Hawaii, and but, their, they, that was everybody's key to get out. Even so much more than like what we always consider that in the African American community, 
it was totally different there when you talk about coming from Ireland. You know, I can remember my teammate, they, they, they basically forced him and guilted him into giving up his truck. And he didn't drive for a while because they had, they like, we need a truck. Like, and they took his, he had a GMC Yukon, Denali, took it. And, you know, it's, a, it's different cultures have, feel like they have different responsibilities. Like, you know, I've had Albanian um, teammates who uh, it's, it's custom for you to take care of the grandparents and the grandparents live with you in the house and stuff. So I can't understand it. I just felt the pressure that they were under and how immense it was. And, you know, they look at it as the opportunity to come to the main island, you know what I mean, so to speak. And, you know, when they moved from, from there to Alabama, because why, why else would parents come to Alabama? Well, they, they were going to be there with them, but the whole family went there. Right, because it becomes a family it's just business. just what they do. It's just what they do. And, and that's not fun. Not all. Not all. But I'll tell you what. No, I'm saying it's what they, they as a family. I meant yeah. the, 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 the Tonga of Vailoa. So that's what they do. Yeah. But that just that kind of, you know, response – I don't know. Like for me, it, I, I don't it, know if it, I don't know if that's the right time. It hits you different as a parent. It hits you different it, it, as a parent. Yeah. It's like, hold up, maybe this is the case. Like if they if they say like like is he definitely going to play this year? Look, I don't know We've what's going to happen. We we watched we watched with Bernie Kosar when he talked about his dad had a side deal with the Cleveland Browns and he got a million dollars and all that type of stuff. It happens. And like, listen, I mean, we're not accusing you by anything, but it, what I'm saying is, I've seen I see signs that he's the family business, and this is the time to collect on a, all the hard work, and it's tough to walk away. And even if he puts himself at risk, the, the issue is not the, the parents or Tua Tungvaluwa. The issue is, will Miami right. invest in him long-term, knowing what they're, everything that he has to go through just to get back? And we're only talking about him in his, what, third year? Only first year full-time as a full-time starter? And, man, did he just get smacked around. Like, that? as I said, that's the part that really, you know, like as a parent. I mean, even – How are you not so, just thinking to yourself, like, yeah, so I don't want to even talk about it. Yeah, right? so e- even even if um, he decided to say, you know what, even if they don't give it, I go play. I'm going to take a big insurance policy out on myself, and if I have to retire because I can't continue, I can cash that in. I don't even know if Lords of London or somebody will even insure him, knowing what his history is now. So it may yeah. be too late for that. All right. So the other story I wanted to get to here uh, involves the Nets last night. So the Nets lose to the Pistons. Don't and, say that so light. You said I mean, it the, the, the Pistons. And they had some new uniforms on, too. They did. Uh, so they lost in Brooklyn, 130 to 122. Uh, just a brutal game for them in the second half. But Sadiq Bey had a big game. But this is not the story. Kyrie Irving went for 40. I mean, he did everything he could. It's a back-to-back, as we know. And that was an emotional, physical game against the Sixers the night before that they lost that as well. But the story involves Ben Simmons, who in Philly showed signs of life in the second half, played 29 minutes, had 12 points, five rebounds, five assists, didn't play down in the stretch in the fourth quarter, but still showed signs of life. So now the very next night, he's in the lineup again, plays 20 minutes. Barty took three shots, didn't make a shot. Hmm. He had one rebound. He did have seven assists. One rebound. But then he left the game with knee soreness or something. Wasn't available for his team in the second half. Jacques Vaughn's asked about the situation with, with Ben Simmons and about the sore knee and what the issue is. And um, listen to how he responds to it. 
There's no excuses. You know, we all play the same amount of games throughout the course of the year, and uh, the schedule dictates its own self for each team. Uh, we gave effort in Philadelphia yesterday, and uh, the expectations, what we always talk about, was to win this basketball game. So the people who suited up, the people who played, the people who stepped on the floor had an opportunity to impact the basketball game for their teammates, and that's the objective every single time we step on the floor. We were expected to win tonight. What do you hear there? Because that sounds to me like a coach who's running out of patience with a player that they desperately need to start bringing it on a regular basis. And to be aggressive and it's have some confidence, man. Come out of whatever funk he is, whatever got him there. Like, look, man, like, look at all what you got did to get here. Like, and you're a shell of yourself. You're going you're gonna to let one moment define your career? And – it's hard to, to to develop because you know you talk about a team in the in the Nets that we feel, hey man, when Kate Ky, Ky, KD and Kyrie is there, yep, man, like if you go out and make a move, like you should be trying to do something. Like they're, they they can beat anybody. I think they're but looking. Man, they at, need Bill Simmons, aggressive Ben, ben Simmons, the, and consistent they, Ben Simmons. They also, to me, I think they're looking at him, and I think the big question is, we know you can play, we just don't know if you want to. All right, live and that. That. Find a way to get paid and get his money and go out, go back to go back to Australia. That's a major concern. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN.